Hello, and welcome back to It's Not You, It's the System. This is a podcast for getting self-blame, messy family stuff, and internalized oppression out of the way so that you can make the impact you're here for. I'm Lauren, I use she, her pronouns, and I'm an anti-capitalist coach and content strategist who helps community change agents navigate their inner work, relationship skills, and public-facing messaging. I wanted to share a funny moment I had last night. Today is Saturday, so Thursday night I had an event that had been something I was working toward for a few weeks, maybe even a little bit longer, and also coming off of a really, really full week. All good things, and I was very tired. (laughs) And I recorded an episode last night as Kyle was making us dinner, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just knock this out right now. I don't really need an outline. I'll bullet point a few things I want to make sure I say. And I listened back to it and it was, (laughs) it was just not helpful. (laughs) It was scattered and I went off on a lot of tangents and it was a good example of why I really need to stay on my ADHD meds because by that point on Friday, they had kind of worn off. And um, yeah, I think between exhaustion and not having Adderall in my system anymore, I was just not a coherent person. So this is actually my second attempt at recording this week's episode. And in fact, it'll technically be next week's episode. You'll probably see this land on Sunday instead of Friday. I had aimed to maybe have it land yesterday. It just wasn't in the cards this week. So thanks for bearing with me. Thanks for being here and continuing to show up for my shitty second draft in this situation and in the messiness of just getting this done rather than trying to make it perfect. But today I'm going to be sharing about some tools, three in particular, for protecting your time and energy this week. Before we dig into that, quick reminder about my free resource, the Anti-Capitalist Self-Trust Kickstart. You can find a link in the show notes. And when you sign up, you'll get four mini podcasts. I think the longest one is 10 minutes. So really mini, very bite-sized. And they have some journaling prompts as well that will help you reclaim your sense of self from all of the bullshit that capitalism has programmed us with. Highly recommend checking it out. Everyone who has offered me feedback on it has said it's been very helpful, even though it's a short, quick type of resource. So definitely sign up if you haven't before. Also, we have so many great guests coming up. I haven't outlined a full schedule yet of whose episode will be dropping when, but I'm starting to record with friends and colleagues and people who I learn a lot from. Some of these people you will know from my other podcast, All the Fuck In, which I co-host with my dear friend Tristan Katz. They are definitely among the first guests, and I'm just very excited to start having these conversations. So, I'm really curious what topics and questions you would like me to explore both with my guests and in these solo episodes that I'm going to continue to put out. And there will be a link also in the show notes to my contact form. So please get in touch. Let me know what's on your mind. I'm really curious and want to make sure that, you know, as I spend time creating a podcast and all that goes into it, that this is helpful for you and is continually evolving as you do too. 
I've also definitely heard from a few of you about the last episode where I shared my story about my experience with my narcissistic ex and what that recovery from narcissistic abuse has been like over the last four years. And I definitely want to explore this topic in more depth, even though we won't get into it today, because there's truly been not a single experience I've had, even as someone with a decent amount of trauma in my background, uh, not a single experience I've had that was more excruciating than what I went through both during and after the relationship with my ex. And part of me doesn't want to give him that much credit on this like personal level because it wasn't really about him as an individual. I'm speaking more about the insidious ways that narcissistic abuse and frankly a lot of other forms of long-term psychological, emotional, physical, and sexual abuse, manipulation, and exploitation fuck with our relationship to ourselves and the world around us. So thank you to those who reached out. I am really grateful that the episode was helpful for you. I'm grateful to hear the feedback because it helps me feel like putting out something so vulnerable, even though I've written about it before, telling the story verbally in that much depth felt very raw and vulnerable in some ways. One last thing I was going to say on this before I actually get into what we're here to talk about today is I listen to a lot of podcasts and watch documentaries by and about cult survivors because those recovery stories are so similar to what those of us who have survived narcissistic abuse describe. So it's like this long-term strategy where the abuser is dismantling your self-trust and all that gaslighting combined with someone systematically preying on any existing trauma or insecurities or other vulnerabilities you have, that's all going to add up to a lot of bewilderment and shock and confusion when you finally leave. And sometimes that will go on for months and in my case, even years for a lot of folks. So just know if you resonated with last week's episode, maybe check out some of these documentaries and podcasts about cult survivors. Of course, a lot of people have heard of The Vow on HBO. It's currently airing a second season following the actual trial, but the first season follows a group of former members who are getting out and waking up and realizing that what they thought they were part of was not actually what was going on. That show and now the podcast by a couple of the survivors who are married to each other. It's called A Little Bit Culty with Sarah Edmondson and Nippy Ames. That has really been helpful for me. And every recovery story I hear, I am either reminded of something that normalizes what I'm going through that I may have forgotten, or I get another nugget of wisdom that just keeps supporting me in my own recovery, not just from this X and the narcissism, but from a lot of trauma that I've been through. So yeah, if you're like me and perhaps you find yourself trying to make sense of someone's bad behavior, whether you were in a cult or a high control group or just a shitty culty relationship like I was, this is your reminder that their behavior is never going to make sense to someone like you who's not narcissistic. If you have empathy for other people, you're not going to ever make sense of that person's actions. And personally, I've had to be very disciplined about not going back to ruminating on why my ex did anything that he did. I've been down that road and it only leads to more questions. And I will continue to process trauma related to it with my therapist, but I don't need to 
keep thinking about it on my own and giving that man any more of my time in that way ever again. All right, I am not here today to talk about narcissism. We will absolutely keep exploring that topic. But dear listener, today is actually for me to offer you some resources and tools as we head into a week and a season that can be really painful and exhausting and just plain not fun for a lot of us. And I, as I said, I'm recording this on a Saturday. This is the weekend before what in the U.S. we commonly refer to as Thanksgiving. And setting aside all of the messy family stuff and work burnout and financial stuff that can come up around this mainstream holiday season, it's important for me to say Thanksgiving is obviously a very problematic and harmful holiday. If you celebrate it in any way, this is not intended to shame you. So I hope that you're not already spiraling and blaming yourself and saying you're a terrible person if there are parts of this holiday that resonate with you and that feel good for you. Do what works for you and your people. But I do want to center that it is pretty fucked up that America and our institutions concocted a holiday based on lies that essentially celebrates the genocide of indigenous people in North America. And whether you have an identity as an indigenous person or not, this week might be particularly painful for folks who have any marginalized identities. And that's even more so than someone like me who, yes, has plenty of family trauma and my own identities that are marginalized. But all things considered, I am not impacted day to day by systemic oppression in the same way. Certainly nowhere near what indigenous people face every single day, especially in the United States. So if you have never considered ritualizing and acknowledging this quote unquote holiday in honor of indigenous folks, of course, finding a way to do that that's not appropriating practices from their culture, I would encourage you to explore how you might do that. So maybe at any gatherings you attend, you spend some time acknowledging the land you're on at a bare minimum, and perhaps you organize your loved ones to donate to the tribes whose land you're on. If you aren't indigenous and already have a practice of being in authentic and accountable relationships with indigenous peoples, perhaps they themselves have opportunities already out there on their websites or that you've seen on social media where they are making specific requests and giving you ways to show up and support them right now. Especially if you are a white person, especially if you are not indigenous, please don't reach out and say, what do you want me to do? Please don't impose that labor or expectation of labor on indigenous folks, maybe do a little research and see oftentimes tribes will have websites with a donate link. They might have mutual aid funds set up on Venmo. Just do a little poking around online and I bet you'll find a way to show up for them. All right, back to family stuff and work burnout and financial stuff. I have three things mainly for you to take with you today. And I hope that these will support you in protecting your time and energy this week. And I'm sure you know what I'm going to say first. It's boundaries, our old friend boundaries. If you haven't listened to episode two, where I offered a ton of information and a practice on boundaries, please go listen. It's only 30 minutes. And I have heard from other listeners that it was a game changer for them to see through that practice, what was really on their plate and what they have control over that maybe they weren't aware they had control over. To take it further though, I want to remind you that when it comes to these commitments or your to-do list 
of items that are actually in your control, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Again, I'm talking about things in your control, so this is not about a work shift that you need for paying the bills or caregiving responsibilities on your plate. Not everything is actually in your control. It'd be nice, but that's not our situation. But you know what I'd wager is in your control? Offering to host or cook or even attend gatherings, particularly family gatherings. And God forbid, multiple gatherings. (laughs) If you have divorce in your family, like I did, perhaps there were many, many, many gatherings that you are expected to attend. I have not been to Thanksgiving with my family of origin on either side since 2015. And I highly recommend it. Was every year sunshine and rainbows when I was spending that downtime from work with my toxic ex or alone before I met my husband? No. Many years were painful, but not as painful as navigating the unhealthy dynamics that were going on in my immediate family and what that would do to me physically and mentally in the days and weeks afterward. And actually this time of year, this year, I'm feeling okay. Obviously, I'm married and very happy with my own little family now here in Denver, but also things are in a pretty good place with my mom after she committed to some deep family recovery work with me earlier this year. And I'm also just more at peace with my relationships that aren't where I'd like them to be. Going back to the idea of what's in my control, what's not was really helpful. And my boundaries are a lot stronger and also I guess, healthier in a way where I'm not setting them from a place of trying to control anybody else's behavior. I'm just keeping myself safe and taken care of. And I think it's important to say not everyone's family situation and that choice to attend or not attend a gathering is as black and white as mine was. Maybe your family's messy, but it's not as intense, perhaps, as what I was facing. Maybe it's more intense. But regardless, maybe you just need to fucking rest. Maybe you just need a break this week, a total break. Maybe you need to sit in bed and catch up on reality TV and make some cookies that already come in those buckets of dough that are pre-made and all you have to do is scoop it out. What can you do to let things be easy this week? Also, we're still in a pandemic, right? However, if you do decide to RSVP, yes, and you're anticipating some racist comments or homophobic vibes or even your run-of-the-mill inappropriate questions about when you're going to procreate or find a partner, you don't have to engage. Again, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do if it's something in your control. You can walk away. You can change the subject. You can call the person in if that's a skill you have and you feel like doing it and expending that energy. You can say, why is that funny if you hear a harmful joke? You can even say, that's racist or that's not okay and move the fuck on. These are all options on the table and sometimes we forget that we have them. But what you don't have to do is put up with bad behavior for the sake of keeping the peace or making anybody else comfortable. No, you deserve to feel safe and supported. So TLDR for boundaries, just say no. No one's going to take away your birthday if you say no. You might disappoint some people. Some people might even give you a hard time. To that I say, so what? 
As I've said before, boundaries come down to an often tough choice between the short-term discomfort or pain of letting someone else down and the long-term consequences of letting yourself down. Boundaries are not easy to practice for a lot of us, and it's not your fault that they aren't easy. It's not you. It's conditioning. It's our culture. It's your family system. It's a lot of things bigger than you, bigger than me. But you probably have more power to set them and maintain them and practice them than you think. You've got this. I believe in you. So our second strategy for protecting your time and energy this week, just going back to self-care basics, sleep, hydration. That's it. That's the advice. Get sleep, hydrate. Seriously, the simple ways of taking care of ourselves can be the hardest to remember. So I'm just reminding you. And now on to our third strategy for protecting your time and energy this week, leaning on community. Now, I don't mean that you necessarily need to commit to even more social plans this week with chosen family, people you love, whoever feels like your community, or if that would feel great and supportive for you, do it. I am saying that it can really help if you plan to have even little touch points with like-hearted, supportive people in your life this week. Inside my community coaching program, Take Up Space, we have a chat feed where You know, sometimes we share silly stuff, little updates on how things are going since our last check-in. And also it's a place where folks ask for support from me in the moment. That was mainly the purpose of it. And that's one example of a touch point. So maybe you are a member of an online community or a course or a mentorship or something like that where you may need this reminder to reach out and ask for that support that's already available to you. If you're in recovery and meetings help you, look at this week's schedule and put that meeting on your calendar. There are so many meetings online these days too. And if you are traveling, of course, I'm just talking about 12-step, but I know recovery meetings of all kinds are all over the world. If socializing feels good for you, set up a time to take a walk with a friend or schedule a game night with your favorite people. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. If your therapist or coach is off this week, maybe they're available for quick phone calls or texts. If that's not something they've mentioned before, just ask. The worst they can say is, no, I don't do that. And perhaps you put an appointment on the calendar for the Monday after Thanksgiving. But I do find that when I remember to reach out to my therapist and take her up on those texts and quick phone call support, it's a game changer. I just have to remind myself. And by the way, if you are a private coaching client of mine, don't forget that I'm available for that too. (laughs) I'm here for that support. Please reach out. You know how to find me. So community is everything, especially when you're doing this deep work of changing how you operate, especially this type of work that runs counter to our culture and all of these systems that are at work on us every single day. It is not easy. We're not meant to do this alone, and frankly, we can't, at least not for very long. And as my coach, Lena West, says, ask me how I know. So maybe save this episode so you've got quick access for when you need a reminder of how to protect your time and energy this week. I have two announcements before we go. 
I have an $8 workshop coming up on Tuesday the 22nd at 2 o'clock Mountain Time. It is called Writing Effective Emails with Compassion and Clarity. I know writing emails, especially newsletters, is not most people's idea of a good time. However, it is one of my superpowers. So I'm going to share all the tips and tricks I use to not only make writing emails easy, but also sharing with you how to motivate your readers to take the action you want them to take. I'm going to put that link in the show notes. This workshop, it's only an hour. It's only $8 and it will be recorded. So you don't have to attend live. And if you're listening to this after November 22nd, 2022, it will be available on my website, most likely in perpetuity for you to buy and watch the replay on demand. And And last thing is I have digital gift cards for the first time this year. You can use this toward coaching support, my workshops, anything I offer where I'm not someone's guest facilitator. So unfortunately, I can't apply this to things like skill and action trainings or things like that. But um, anything where I'm the one taking the payment for it directly, I am happy to honor your digital gift cards. So give the gift of support to the change agents in your life, or maybe tell your loved ones that this would be a great gift idea for you. I'm putting that link in the show notes too. Thank you so much for being here. I will talk to you soon. And in the meantime, take good care.